Oh, baby, you know what that sound means. It's time for The Edge with Terry Waldrop on ESPN 97.7. Terry talks about all the hottest topics in sports every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. He's controversial, he's charismatic, and he's the captain of this ship for the next hour. Here's your host, Terry Waldron. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in ESPN, the 977. Terry Waldron, Jamie Foxx on the Friday, the 28th day of July edition of The Edge. Thank you for spending part of your morning with us. We sincerely appreciate it. We hope to enlighten, entertain, enrage you. And we'll probably come up with a couple more motions that uh, neither you or I can pronounce. But, uh, yeah, you get the idea. We're brought to you by Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital. Simply the best pet care you're going to get anywhere in the free world. Go see him on U.S. 165 North in Monroe, 318-345-4545. Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital, Dr. Extraordinaire. Jamie? Uh, we ready to go for your third hour? Uh, I have no other choice at this point. We are, we are here uh, at my regularly scheduled time and our regularly scheduled time. We thank everybody for joining us. Uh, thank again, Dr. David Weber and all our fine sponsors for getting us going on this Friday morning. Uh, as you indicated, July 28th, uh, training camp is open for the pros. Colleges start Monday for the most part. And uh, you and I will not be uh, have a dearth of material and maybe maybe we can stay on point instead of getting off into the lucky whiteheads of this world and, and whatever. But uh, oh, I'm going opposite of lucky whitehead. This oh, you're going okay. Uh, I want to talk to you about something serious, man. By the way, you're welcome to join us. Triple eight nine nine three seven seven six two eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. Now we can be serious. Let, let me let me preface this by saying I do a lot of satire. I say a lot of things, and eventually I'll come back. But I want to talk to you about something that. It just, it really bothers me. Uh, Draymond Green, the uh, the Dennis Rodman of the NBA at this point, if you will, very, very uh, polarizing player, very good player on the Golden State Warriors, always seems to be a little bit on the edge, so to speak. He's being sued, Jamie. Imagine that. He's being sued. Um, By who? Well, a young man, and I say that young man, I use that term loosely, uh, Jermaine Edmondson. Okay. And Bianca Williams. Bianca is a female. I think. Well, Jer- I kind of figured that, but uh, I wasn't sure. I'm glad you clarified. Jermaine, that. not so sure. Uh, let's just say Jermaine probably would have a difficult time getting in the military at this point. <laughs> <All right>? um, <laughs> As of like two days ago. Well, I haven't seen a picture. Of what? 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 Uh... Well, here's what happened. Okay. Uh, Jermaine and Bianca mm-hmm. have sued Jermaine, uh, Draymond Green. Uh, they brought claims of physical assault. Bullying and misleading statements. Okay. Uh, about according to something that happened last summer, the first sentence of the lawsuit. You ever have you ever read a lawsuit? You know that'll break down everything. The first sentence of the lawsuit states, and I quote: "Draymond Green is a bully." Period. <laughs> so Draymond is being sued. Okay, straight to the point for being a bully. Mm-hmm. Uh, the attorney. For the two individuals, one female, one I'm not really sure. Uh, Identifies as a male. Identifies as a male. Mm -hmm. The filing of the lawsuit was a last resort. Mr. Green refused to accept responsibility for his conduct, so we will ask the jury to educate him and hold him accountable. Let me translate this. We want some money. (laughs) He's a rich dude. We want some of it. Now, the alleged violence occurred in East Lansing, Michigan last summer. Draymond Green went to Michigan State, so that's where his alma mater is. Uh, Edmondson, who is the the, the, the non-biological female of the pair, uh, alleges that Draymond Green bumped into him at the bar and then bullied him with a demeaning comment. Hmm. Okay. I'm, I'm st- slowly, but I'm starting to connect the dots here. Uh Green then turned his uh, entourage, turned to his entourage, according to the attorney, and that's when uh, two men apparently with him, they allegedly pushed the Ed- Edmondson individual against the wall and choked him. What happened? Where was Bianca at this time? Uh, I'm not sure. And here's the thing, and, and I, I'm, I'm going to put this up for, I'm going to send it to, to John Tabor so we can play it. And so the guy had, the Williamson guy 
had or Williams guy had a press conference, mm-hmm. and I, if you heard him on the press conference, that makes you really question uh, maybe some biology there. Uh, and this is the quote, and I heard him say it: "I can still feel that man's hand around my neck. It will forever be traumatizing, and I wake up at night crying." Oh boy! You know, money would do a lot toward. Helping that situation, but I but with one point two million dollars, I may be able to fall asleep quicker. Uh, and I, dream of- I think about what happened with Draymond every day. I still feel his hand on my jaw. There are nights when I wake up crying. I don't understand why my name has been turned into this joke, and he gets all the credit for being a superstar and standing up for women. Well, again, we haven't heard from Bianca, who was there, have we? We don't. She was apparently his. Uh, escort for the night. It goes yeah. further. Okay. I need Draymond to admit what happened and that Bianca and I didn't deserve to be assaulted. Uh, Green was arrested for hitting Edmondson, but he avoided jail time by reaching a plea deal and paying a $500 fine and $60 jail restitution. The misdemeanor charge was reduced to a noise violation. Well, I don't know. What could what could Draymond have called him? Oh. Oh. Yeah. Let me think here. Oh. Um, whatever it is, it's worth a lot of money to Jermaine. Jermaine, that's one of the Jackson Five, by the way. Just that just hit me. That's one of the Jackson Five. Is there Jermaine? Okay, let, let me read. But you, this is me, not Jermaine Jackson because yeah, he's got plenty of money. Let, let but, me read you this lawsuit. All right, just I'll, I'll read you. And this is the exact court filing. Line number one: Draymond Green is a bully. On the basketball court, he is famous for hitting players in the groin, kicking violently, and feigning shock every time a foul is called against him. Off the court, he drinks excessively. Lashes out at reporters and other athletes on social media and continues to to complain about being overlooked in the first round of the 2012 NBA draft. His anger management problem recently victimized two innocent people, a young man and a young woman who were demeaned, assaulted, and choked. When the man told Mr. Green that violence against a woman took things too far, Mr. Green responded by hitting him in the face. I'm not laughing about that. I'm laughing the way this is worded. Mr. Green has never apologized for the instance, which caused his victims to be shunned and ostracized as targets of a celebrity athlete. The lives have been changed forever. The lawsuit seems to, uh, to, to hold Mr. Green accountable for bullying, physical assault, and violence against women. Let me see how much they're wanting here. Uh, venue, they're doing this. Um, allegations. Oh, this is... This this is some great work here by this attorney. Okay, this begs a question, Terry, and I want I don't want to interrupt you because I don't want you to lose your train. Of no, thought. I'm just trying to find out how much they're looking for. Okay, this begs a question. Had you know, Draymond Green is is famous for what? Kicks to the upper midsection. Thank you. Had Draymond Green pulled that that move in the bar instead of grabbing the guy by the neck, would Jermaine be feel as violated? So he didn't take it to that level, but he choked him by the by the throat, supposedly. I hit him. Did he say he hit him in the face? Yes. Well, now, 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 Draymond, don't hit. But I'm just wondering if he would have felt as uh, that that didn't go the way he wanted it to. Um, anyway, there's a lot of money at stake here. I don't know what is the. Have they put a price tag on well, the lawsuit? Here, here's what they want. They want general damages in the amount determined by proof at trial, mm-hmm. past and future medical expenses related to uh, as determined at trial, past and future lost earnings, uh, impairment of earning capacity, uh, punitive damages pursuant to applicable law, reasonable attorney fees, there you go, uh, prejudgment and post-judgment interest, any further relief that the court considers just and proper. Okay, let's translate that. I need that. some money. Let's translate that. I want enough money off of this guy so I'll never have to work again. And, by the way, Bianca, the same deal. Yes. So if you can drop about three or four mil on each one of us, six mil, this will all go away. And my face, and all of a sudden I'm medically just fine. My injuries have healed. It's a miracle. The Lord has laid his hands on Jermaine. I wake up at night crying when I think about Jermaine. (laughs) Listen, if I'm about ready to get six million, I'm crying too. Uh, They're tears of happiness. He might get, I don't know, he may... uh, and what's the worst that can come out of this? Uh, settle out of court? Well, I mean, no, they're they're doing the civil suit here. It's not. There's nothing criminal because the people have already they've already uh, five hundred dollar fine, and it uh, got knocked down to a noise complaint in a plea bargain deal. So yeah, there's no unless there's video cameras. 
which most bars would have video cameras. But, uh, yeah, this is – and if you watch the interview of this guy, uh, to say he is not uh, masculine would probably be accurate. I mean, be, and be that as it may, nobody deserves to get punched in the face, but he, he, he yells at you and is bullying. Give me a break. The guy hit him with his purse? Or I was thinking I mean, that. I don't I mean, know. Do, I mean, what, uh, who, who drew the first blow here? This is what I want to know. What is the video? What is the I'm not even going. What does the video reflect? Reveal there, Terry. Don't look, stay with me now. Uh, what does the video reveal when? Uh, yeah. When the I don't understand this. I mean, I mean, how many people just? I mean, they go out and look for altercations yes, in bar. Charles yes. Barkley. There was a famous thing of Charles Barkley back. Uh, this is ten years ago, twelve well, years ago in Fort Worth. Yes. And some Charles Barkley was in a bar in Fort Worth. I, I knew somebody was in the bar that night. And some dude goes and picks a fight with Charles Barkley and slaps him in the face. Mm-hmm. Charles Barkley took him and pitched him through the plate glass window in the front of the bar out onto the street. You know but why? Charles Barkley is 6'6 and 300 pounds. Because he hit, could. You hit a 6'6, 300 pound man and you're not that size, you become a human frisbee. And so they interviewed Charles Barkley about it. He goes, What do you expect me to do? And uh, he ended up having to pay us a little small fine and fix the window. But dude became a human Frisbee. <laughs> did Charles guy, Barkley. Did that guy try to sue Barkley? Oh, yeah. They tried to sue. They got nothing? Nothing out of it. Well, let's see where Jermaine. Maybe Jermaine and Bianca will fare better. Because this was totally. I'm, I'm going to fall a little bit on the side of our. our uh, bullied our, pair? Yeah, our bully pair here. Because I, I do think uh, Draymond is a, a, a little bit of a. He's kind of like the kid that, that's, you know, started trouble in school. He can't help himself, apparently. So he really does, you know, maybe needs to be a little lighter in the wallet. Why do these guys do? I mean, because they can. But, I mean, really, you, you go to a bar, you're going to be sought out. You're going to be, I don't know. And, and maybe Jermaine, you know, slapped him or something. I don't know. Uh, but now Jermaine is going to be probably a little lighter in the wallet, I would think. And... You know, you got to think about Jermaine. I think Jermaine's probably one of those that's going to need a lot of counseling, uh, a lot of couch counseling. Yeah, that military career is out as of the other day. Well, sure. I mean, you know, there you go. Future earnings. I mean, he brought it up in his lawsuit. I mean, you got future in particular. This this lawsuit, though, I mean, I've I've had a lot of attorney friends through the years. There goes the job at the dress shop. Yeah. I mean, mean, you're you're out. Yeah. And just reading this lawsuit is comical. I mean, just how do you – I had an attorney one time tell me this. I need to ask Bobby Manning this. I had a good friend of mine who was an attorney in, in Dallas-Fort Worth. How do you determine how much you sue for in some of these fri- – because he was – you know, he did frivolous lawsuits. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I'm going to be honest with you. He goes, I go look in my mirror, and I look at myself in the mirror, and I throw numbers out there. And whenever I get to a number that I don't laugh at my own self about, I realize that's the number I'm going to ask for it on the lawsuit. <laughs> he goes, as long as I don't laugh at my – he goes, there's numbers I'll throw in. I'll just laugh myself. But when I reach the point where I don't laugh, that's the number I go for. You're listening to ESPN 97.7. I wonder if Bobby Manning does that. No, I don't think so. Bobby, I think Bobby puts a little more thought into Bobby, it. Bobby is, Bobby is a legitimate attorney, not like my nefarious attorney friends from different parts of the country. And you have a lot of them. I've uh, got more than one or two. You're listening to ESPN 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Foxx, we return. We're going to talk about backup quarterbacks in the NFL. It's an interesting article that came out. And... Uh, what you're looking for in a backup quarterback, and some of it may surprise you, some of it not. Your thoughts and texts are welcome. The Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union text line hotline, 888-993-7762, 888-993-7762. This segment sponsored by our friends at Pie Works, Gourmet Pizza by Design. Go see them on Tower Drive next to Nukes and Monroe. Ate there yesterday afternoon, Jamie. Mm. Outstanding, the Parmesan peppercorn is always really, really good. ESPN, the 977. Terry, Jamie, back. Un momento. Hey, Louisiana, do you want a great deal? Talk to Jim Taylor. He can make it real in a Ford. Save big money on a car or truck. Friendly service, folks you can trust. We put good people behind the wheel. Jim Taylor Ford, we're making it real. Hey, Louisiana, do you want a great deal? Talk to Jim Taylor. He can make it real. Get it real. Jim Taylor deal at Jim Taylor Ford Lincoln in Ruston. 
The safest place for your gun collection, jewelry, documents, valuable items. Here's Richie McKinney. Get the number one rated safe in America, Liberty Gun Safes, made in the USA and on sale now at McKinney's. For example, the Liberty Private, a fireproof safe that holds 22 guns with electric lock and a lifetime warranty. It retails for $13.49. We have them on sale for just $7.99. Select from over 100 gun safes with delivery and install available. When the unexpected happens, Liberty has you covered from McKinney's Outdoor Superstore Rust. It was a tough time. I didn't know what to do. You gave me hope. You fought for me. You treated me like family. Now we say thanks. It's good to know we can count on Bobby. I'm attorney Bobby Manning. If you've been involved in an accident, don't delay. Call me today. Attorney Bobby Manning, office in Monroe. Call 324-1411. Hi, I'm Greg Tilly. I invite you to see my son Chris or his friendly staff today for the best prices on clean, pre-owned homes. Pre-owned homes, there is no sales tax. Save thousands. See us today at 9650 Mansfield Road, Shreveport. If you could talk to your animal when they say, they're telling you to take me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. Listen closely and you'll hear what Dr. David Weber hears. That's a thank you for taking me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. For your animal's health care, call Dr. David Weber at North Monroe Animal Hospital, 345-4545. No animal too small or too large. Well, you better call Dr. Weber first on that one, 345-4545. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's The Edge with Terry Waldrop on ESPN 97.7. And welcome back in ESPN, the 977. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx, bringing it hard, bringing it heavy on a Friday. Thanks for joining us, spending part of your morning. If you're driving around out there, be careful. If you're hanging out at home or at your job, uh, if the boss comes in, just turn the radio down and pretend that you're doing whatever work you're supposed to be doing. Well, kind, kind of like we do. Yeah. <laughs> but be glad you're listening. Yes. Be glad, we're glad you're listening. Uh, you're welcome to Texas, 888-993-7762, Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union text line hotline. This segment brought to you by our friends at GB Cooley, reminding you to support an incredibly worthwhile cause, which is Louisiana Special Olympics. Steve text in, the media is watching this Kaepernick-Raven situation very closely. Uh, which brings us to our next topic, and we got into this a little bit uh, yesterday. Let's throw. Let's talk about backup quarterbacks in the NFL, Jamie, and what they want. Now, Mike Sando, who's a senior ESPN writer, did an article, and I thought it was really good. He talked about the backup quarterback position. Some teams will absolutely, no doubt, sacrifice talent and potential for players who can support and mentor their starter. In other words, they don't want competition. They want their starter to be supported. Now, if you start looking at these guys, there's 14 number two quarterbacks that were drafted by the teams, and they remain on their rookie contracts, which makes them, in effect, developmental players. Some of them have a better chance than others at, at you know, actually becoming a starter at some point. The, the most famous backup uh, guy that could start for a lot of teams, Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the Patriots, uh, they drafted Patrick Mahomes last year, Deshaun Watson, uh, Mitchell Trubisky, Paxton Lynch, and uh, A.J. McCarron, who seems like he's in his 40th year in the NFL, but he's really not. Those guys are in that group. The next seven backups in the quarterbacks are all guys older than the starters ahead of them. They're no longer starting quarterback material, which places them in the veteran uh, backup guy. These are Ryan Fitzpatrick, Matt Schaub, Matt Castle, those cats. Uh, and I think if Ka- Kaepernick were playing, I think he would be somewhere in between that. There's also veterans who might possess a little perceived upside. Ryan Mallett, Geno Smith, Nick Foles uh, put into that. And you got starters in the NFL that are, you know, they're so-so. From Tom Savage, Brian Hoyer, Jared Goff, Josh McCowan. Uh, and these were all a recent survey of 20 coaches and evaluators. Uh, and there's some other miscellaneous quarterbacks out there, Kellen Clemens, uh, Travoy Boykin, who were never really quarterback starting candidates, but they were on the Is team. Is Boykin still in the league? Yeah, he's still – I think he's with Seattle. I'm surprised. And he's had some uh, really off-the-field issues that That's, have been well-publicized. Yeah. Um, 
there's a couple general managers that pointed, and these were anonymous guys, they pointed to three traits that they all look for in backup quarterback, veteran backup quarterbacks. Number one, the experience and intelligence required to manage the offense in a game without many practice reps. This is like the, the relief pitcher coming in, and you get two pitches to warm up. Go. By the way, bases are loaded in the, in the NL MVPs batting. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two is a great teammate to the starter, supporting him and mentoring him instead of threatening and trying to take his job. Number three, a willingness to blend. Uh, uh, let's, let's say this one is important. A willingness to blend into the fabric of the team without creating distractions. I think I need to read that one again. A willingness to blend into the fabric of the team without creating distractions. Hmm. That says a lot. In other words, they need somebody that's a good driver, but you don't have to. They need Robin. They need a Robin that understands he's Robin. We don't need you to be Batman. We need you to be Robin. We'll pay you a lot of money to be Robin. Is Kyrie Irving Batman or Robin? Only with with LeBron. Kyrie Irving thinks he's Batman. Kyrie Irving is Batman on another team. Yep. I don't care who – Kevin Durant is Robin with LeBron James right now. That's just the truth. I mean, that's not a diminishing of his skills. It's a deferment to how dominating LeBron James is. You know, everybody wants to be Batman until it comes time to do Batman stuff. Good point. I want to be Batman. No, you really don't. You say you do. You want to drive the Batmobile. You want to wear the cool clothes if a grown man wearing a – tights and a bat costume is maybe Jermaine cool. maybe Jermaine was dressed like Batman. Uh, Jer- that's why yeah, he, Jer- no, Jer- could- Jermaine is Robin believe me when I tell you that <laughs> okay so. uh, but anyway you know you look at the backup quarterbacks in the NFL they are very valuable because you never know one when away. they're going to be needed yeah one hit away from being the starter um yeah, but but I thought it was interesting when they talked about being able to blend in, being able to not compete. You know, you take uh, like you take Drew Brees for example. Let's say Drew Brees decides to play for another couple years and goes to another team instead of the Saints, and it's a good example here. Do you really think Drew Brees would be cool with a backup role? I don't think he'd be very pleased. And, with and that. if you're the quarterback, starting quarterback, any quarterback in the league other than Tom Brady, they bring in Drew Brees. Uh. Drew Brees over there. I mean, what's that going to do to your confidence? You know, and I'm using that for an example. Uh, here's the thing about it: they've got to understand, they got to be intelligent to manage the game and, and all that sort of thing. And if you're a quarter, starting quarterback in the NFL, you obviously have that kind of expertise if you've ever started. And, and frankly, I'm talking about Kaepernick here. No question, the guy's sharp. The guy has a skill set. That has enabled him to be successful. Now that success has waned in recent years for whatever reason. Um, but if you sign to be a, a backup quarterback, mm-hmm. uh, the guy they talk about lending support and mentoring instead of threatening him, that guy's going to come in and try, and you want him to come in and compete. I mean, you can't tell a guy, "Look, I don't want you to compete for this job," because you're taking away the the greatest skill set that somebody has. Their competition. And the big factor is the willingness to blend into the fabric of the team without creating distractions. This is why Tim Tebow doesn't have a job. This is why Johnny Manziel is not in the NFL. This is why a lot of people get booted out because they're distractions. And if your distraction factor outweighs your production factor, they don't need you. It's just that simple. Now, can I make the argument that Colin Kaepernick has a better skill set than uh, than Tim Tebow and Johnny Manziel? Absolutely. I, I, the guy went to a Super Bowl. And that lightning in a bottle, that period of time, that guy was really, really good. Can he get back to that level? I don't know. Is he at that level now? Obviously not because, he, you know, he's not. he didn't play well in San Francisco. Lost his job there. And so I start looking at this. Would this individual be willing to take – a backup role going, Jamie, you're the backup. And he's thinking, hey, look, I went to a Super Bowl. I was a starting NFL quarterback. Why should I be a backup to anybody? And I admire that part of him that would think that way. I think a lot of people would. But could he accept that role? Good question. 
Um, does he have the experience and intelligence to manage the offense without many reps? No question about that. Can he blend into the fabric of the team without creating distractions? Here's the thing you get with Colin Kaepernick, and, and here's the here's the liability if you're a team that takes Colin Kaepernick. Let's just say you're on a team that the, the quarterbacks are not as Hoyer and guys like that that are that are low end quarterbacks. Every time they have a bad game or throw a pick, what's that fan base going to want? What's the, the media's going to? Right, why not you going to play Kaepernick? He's better than your guy. You essentially could destroy that quarterback or that team. Then Kyle Kaepernick could come in and just be lights out, lead them to the playoffs. You don't know. It's a high risk, high reward type situation. Mm-hmm. And I think coaches are adverse to uh, to those deals. I, I just think they are. The flip side of that just a little bit would be the uh, Brett Favre Aaron Rodgers situation where you talk about bringing someone in um, it was well documented that that uh, Brett Favre didn't exactly op- uh, welcome uh, Aaron Rodgers with open arms uh, I think he perceived him and well he should have as a threat uh, but Rodgers came in if you remember and it may be maybe this is why he performs at the level he does now Rodgers basically came and sat for three years. Yes. Learning the system, competing, but staying quiet about it. He finally waited for father time to catch up with Brett Favre, and I think Brett Favre knew it. Um, Brett had other uh, – He had other issues. He had photography class going on. Yeah, he had photography on. class going on. So, <laughs> hmm, maybe you should send that to Jermaine. I don't know. But at, at this I bet point – Jermaine already has that. Probably so. Probably so. <laughs> Uh, at this point, though, th- that's the that's what you do want. If you're an organization, you want a guy like an Aaron Rodgers coming in. Now, if Colin Kaepernick, and nothing on his track record to this point indicates he's willing to come and sit behind, just say, Joe Flacco at this point and accept that role. Why do we say that? Well, he was he himself voided the last year of his contract at San Francisco. San Francisco was willing to bring him back. He said, no, I'm worth more. He went out on the open market. The open market said, oh, no, you're not. You're not worth this much. No one, there's 32 teams, no one has really stepped up to this point and claimed him. So did he miscalculate his own abilities? I think so. What he thought he was worth. I think Colin Kaepernick will play in the NFL this year. Absolutely do. I've I've said that, though. Right now, his liability. But he's got to be willing to play for, he's got to be willing to to play. He can't dictate what people are going to pay him. I, you're you're right on that. He had a ten million dollar deal in San Francisco. And I would away have, from would not have walked away from that. Which but. is low end starter, a really good backup. Which is probably about where he's at. And we got a text from Charlie that I'm going to cover next segment. But here's the thing with 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 Kaepernick, you know, because he played for Jim Harbaugh, it did really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Harbaugh left, uh, that that production has went down. Was with Jim Harbaugh when he was looking at uh, the Baltimore situation. With the Ravens, with with Flacco being out, I think when you see some good starting quarterbacks go down in the NFL, or if you see some marginal guys, the Hoyers of the world, the lower end quarterbacks, I think uh, Kaepernick probably gets a call uh, a couple weeks into the season. I think Colin Kaepernick probably would have been employed by now if he'd taken the approach Adrian Peterson did. He signed a very incentive laden contract with the Saints based upon production. Uh, yeah, there's a certain amount of stipend. I think that's one reason why I took Adrian Peterson, though. He finally figured out my market value isn't what I think it is. So I'm going to take this to go with the Saints. If if Colin Kaepernick's willing to do that, I think someone's willing to take a chance on it. Yeah. Good question. Uh, Charlie gives a question. I'm going to let you guys think about this because you know I'll talk about anything. Uh, I'll give you an opinion, not necessarily I'm right or wrong. Charlie texted in. He goes, the tough question is Colin Kaepernick's lack of a job racially motivated or is it just lack of skill? Charlie, I will take that head on like only Jamie and I do on the edge when we return. You're listening to ESPN 97.7. This segment brought to you by our friend, Mr. Bobby Manning, tremendous North Louisiana attorney specializing in criminal defense, wrongful death, personal injury, whatever you need, Bobby is there for you. Don't delay. Call Bobby today, 318-342-1411. Bobby Manning, attorney at law. Back on Momento, ESPN. Like 
Now's the time to take home a Tahoe from Ryan Chevrolet, where there are more new Tahoes to choose from than anywhere else in North Louisiana. And that's not all. We're slammed with Silverados, over 250 on the lots, and we need more room, so don't miss the savings choices on our summer deals. Ryan Chevrolet, 1101 Oliver Road in Monroe. Call 318-387-2222 or visit ryanautomotive.com. Find new roads. Thanks for making Ryan Chevrolet the number one truck dealer in Northeast Louisiana. GM supplied data for total Chevy sales. 2017 Bulldog football season tickets are on sale now. Join us in Ruston for seven home games that include marquee opponents versus SEC Power Mississippi State, an in-state battle versus Northwestern State, and conference foe Southern Miss. Save up to $84 when buying season tickets and be eligible for a tour of the new press box. Contact the ticket office at 318-257-3631 or latexsports.com slash tickets to secure your season tickets today. Paid announcer. Some things are simple as ABCs. Bankruptcy is not one of them. But there is help. Start by A. Allowing yourself to seek help from an experienced attorney. James Spivey can assist you with creditors, avoiding foreclosure, and represent you in bankruptcy if eligible. He also offers no money down bankruptcy on all Chapter 13 plans on qualified debtors. B. Begin a new chapter in your life. C. Call James Spivey in West Monroe at 387-3666 or visit jspiveylaw.com. We are a debt relief agency. We help people file for bankruptcy under the bankruptcy code. Consultation is free and confidential. No money down bankruptcy on all Chapter 13 plans on qualified debtors. All attorney's fees, court costs, and expenses are paid later as part of your confirmed Chapter 13 plan. Hey, this is Sean Fox, Sports Director here at ESPN 97.7, inviting you to join me and the rest of the sports company every day, Monday through Friday, from 3 to 6, for our unique, unfiltered take on the world of local and national sports. We're going to make you laugh. It might make you cry, and there's a pretty good chance at some point I'm going to make you mad. But we're going to have a lot of fun along the way. That's the Sports Company, Monday through Friday from 3 to 6, right here in your home for sports in North Louisiana, ESPN 97.7. The Edge with Terry Waldrop is back and better than ever. Hit Terry up at 888-993-7762 to join in on all the fun. And welcome back in ESPN 977. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx, The Edge. Closing stuff down. Actually, we got two segments left. Uh, you're welcome to join in. Triple eight nine nine three seven seven six two. Edit eight nine nine three seven seven six two, which is the Washita Valley Federal Credit Union text line and hotline. This segment again sponsored by Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law. Simply the best attorney you're going to get, folks. I don't care who else is out there. Uh, give him a call three one eight three four two one. He handles more than car accidents. He handles everything. Bobby's absolutely don't delay call Bobby today bankruptcy you name it he does I might need Bobby soon then yeah my bankruptcy uh, can you yeah I got to get a discount on that one somehow all right so Charlie text in uh, tough question is Colin Kaepernick's lack of a job racially motivated or just lack of skill Uh, you know we would be stupid to say that race is not a factor folks race is a factor in in a lot of things Uh, skill is a factor in a lot of things I mean you look at the NFL, you look at any major corporation, there is a risk-reward ratio. There's an asset-liability ratio. It's like having the car dealership that the guy is a cokehead, but he sell, you know he sells 50 cars a month. They're going to over, and they don't care if he's green or blue or a Martian or Bigfoot. It doesn't matter because his production is such that people will overlook flaws, asset-liability. Your assets exceed your liability. When your liabilities exceed your assets, that's when it's a it's a non-factor. So right now, we and we talked at the first of the show about what you have to do, and th- these are twenty 
NFL owners and general managers. So this is not Waldrop's opinion. This is not Jamie Foxx's opinion. This is not Sam, the guy that is uh, running his fantasy football league. These are people that get paid to do this. They talked about the three criteria that they look for with with a backup quarterback, you know, somebody that's sharp enough to pick up all the stuff with limited reps. Number two, somebody that's going to mentor and help the starter and not, you know, push him for his for his time. And number three, somebody that's not a distraction. Well, if you look at those criteria and let's just let's fit Colin Kaepernick and let's evaluate him on those three criteria. Is he sharp enough to pick up the offense and be able to run the team with limited reps in practice? I, I would be it would be hard to find anybody that would disagree with that. So it's not an offensive scheme. I don't know what his offensive IQ is. Is he up there with with some of the elites in the game? I can't answer that. But obviously he was a starting quarterback in the NFL that went to the Super Bowl. So he's done. he does something right. Well, but I think you could say uh, – I think when you look at Colin Kaepernick, if you see the kind of player he was at Nevada in college, when he was starting quarterback for the Wolfpack, most NFL scouts would say, yes – Tremendous talent, tremendous athleticism, great arm. Will he fit? And that's what that's what evaluators look at. General managers will his skill set translate to the NFL? Obviously, Tim Tebow's did not. Okay, Colin Kaepernick was more of a. I guess I would suppose his skills were more uh, suited to a spread style offense. In the pros, you have a pro style offense. Two different animals. Um, so that may be something. So could he pick it up? Sure he could, but could it, you know, he, you think about it, it's one of the problems that's been in LSU for years now. You've gotten, you know, Cam Cameron's a pro-style offense, but you brought in Brandon Harris, who was a dual-style. So, again, I don't. I think all these things, there's a lot more to the Colin Kaepernick situation than just his political stance. Well, let's, do, let's keep going then. Uh, number one, is he able to do it with limited reps and understand it? We're going to say yes. yes. For the sake of our argument, we're going to say yes on that. We go to number two. Does he have the ability to help mentor a starting quarterback without putting pressure on him and trying to take his job? And I think that's a discussion that you have. There, there was a, a legendary discussion when Dennis Rodman left the Detroit Pistons. And he went to the uh, San Antonio Spurs and he kind of bounced around. Dennis Rodman was broke. He was a nut. He was broke. This is when the Bulls brought him in. And there were meetings. There were sitting Because, you know, he's the one that gave Scottie Pippen a big scar on his I think it's his left eye. He took a forearm to the face back in when the in the NBA was physical. And so Rodman was hated in Chicago because, you know, he was one of the bad boys of the Pistons. And at any rate, there was a lot of discussion uh, with Jordan and Pippen, and Jordan had to say grace over that trade or for them signing Rodman. And it turned out to be really well because they uh, worked really well for him because they ended up winning three more world championships with Rodman in the fold. The point being is that, they had to make sure he could fit in. And they let Rodman be Rodman. He could go to the WWE events. He could go out gambling and drinking all night, do what he does, paint his hair whatever color he wanted. His job, though, was to rebound and defend, which he did incredibly well. At the, at the time, the best in the NBA. So his production outweighed his liability. You trace him back to his time in San Antonio, he's dating Madonna. He's a circus. His production is not very good. You didn't have strong personalities in that locker room that would tell him, or, or you had some, but it just didn't, it wasn't to keep Rodman in check. And he just kind of went off the deep end. So he was not productive there. Bill Belichick got fired in Cleveland. And it wasn't productive there. So number two, does Colin Kaepernick, if you sit him down and go, look, you are a backup quarterback. We expect you to play the role of backup quarterback. You will help our guy. Now, if, if he comes in and sits behind Tom Brady or he sits behind uh, the Atlanta guy or Drew Brees or, or even yeah. Jameis Winston, somebody that's a, a legitimate established quarterback, that's one thing. If you put him on a team with a guy that's a low-end quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, uh, Marcus Mariota, people that are trying to, to come up, 
Now everybody's looking past him going, when are we going to put Kaepernick in? He went to a Super Bowl. So could he handle that situation as a backup and mentor? I, I think it's an incomplete. Number two, uh, part of that or be part of that, how would your starting quarterback deal with the fact that you just brought in a guy that went to a Super Bowl as the backup quarterback? You think you'd be looking over your shoulder? And if you do, does that make it? Uh, does that make the team less likely to be productive? And, I, and I've already had two people tell, well, what if he's better? Well, if he's better, then you play him. If he's better than my starter, I play him. That, that's who we go with. Uh, the third, So that's an incomplete for me. The third part of this, and I think this is where – uh, is there a racial component to it? Yes, there, there is. Where? There, there is a racial component to this. Uh, but the part being, does Colin Kaepernick, does he bring a circus to the locker room? Yes. Okay. Is there a racial component? Yes. Colin Kaepernick took, uh, in, in a lot of people's view, a very controversial stance. You know, did not stand for the national anthem, kneel for it. Uh, did, did he make a big deal out of it? Not necessarily, it, but it really took on a, a life of its own. Uh, Chris Jackson, who is now Mahmoud Al-Raouf, uh, former LSU player that played for the Denver Nuggets, uh, was the, really the first NBA guy to do that, and, and he's, a, he's of uh, the Muslim faith as well. He converted after he got to the NBA, did that, and that pretty much uh, in the mid-'90s sealed his fate uh, in the NBA. So Colin Kaepernick did that. But I think for a lot of people, and I'm already getting text on this, uh, for a lot of people, it's not that he knelt down. It's the things that he did in addition to kneeling down off the field. Some of his tweets. Uh, you know, he wears pig socks to a, to a practice, which depicted police officers dressed as pigs. Uh, he's made disparaging remarks about them. Are, are there problems with police in America? Sure. Absolutely, I don't think anybody, uh, police officers included, that want to have bad police officers out there are, are people that are doing things that they shouldn't be doing. Uh, I, I think that that everybody would agree with that. But the fact that he's uh, you know promoting Shea Guerrera, this is every college kid in America has that poster up there. I suggest they do some research on who exactly who that was. Uh, you know, Colin Kaepernick went to Ghana over the Fourth of July weekend. And, tr- and tweeted out, how can we truly, truly celebrate independence on a day that intentionally robbed our ancestors of theirs? Uh, to find my independence, I went home. But and, I didn't stay home. I came back. Yeah, I came back. and I probably flew first class. Uh, but look, I, I, for Colin Kaepernick tracing his lineage and all that, I mean, it, absolutely, I get that. Um, not to, And probably in the way that Colin Kaepernick uh, does, because, look, I'm not African-American. I'm not Chinese either. Uh, so, I mean, I can tell you as a, uh, as a Cajun Italian guy that grew up in Louisiana and sort of been different places, I can give you what my experience is. Uh, for somebody that's had a diversity of friends, and I was in an industry that was probably 90% African-American in college basketball, I can give you my experiences as a white guy in that world. I can't tell you what it's like to be African-American, and I'm not going to be pretentious enough to tell you that I understand it because I don't. I'm, I'm not that. I can empathize with with people, but you don't, I don't think truly understand that. So Colin Kaepernick, is there a racial component to it? Yes, in the fact of this. In the uh, I think it's Mata from the New York Giants said that, look, I've had so many letters from fans saying, you better not sign Colin Kaepernick because we don't want him here. Uh, he doesn't represent what we believe. Well, for a significant amount of people, people, a lot of people identify with Colin Kaepernick, and that's certainly uh, their right as an American. But you got to understand at the end of the day, folks, you're running a business. All right? You're running an NFL franchise. Uh, social justice and, and, and all those things are, are fine, but you're running a business if you're an NFL owner. And does his addition – to your team detract from that business or does it add to that business and the biggest factor here we're looking at is timing because if somebody gets hurt now all of a sudden uh you know if for example if Dak Prescott goes down in Dallas and gets hurt you bring in Colin Kaepernick and Colin Kaepernick leads them on a 12 game winning streak 
dude could run for mayor over there. It's just the truth. I mean, and so all those factors go together. I, the text line here is kind of blowing up on us. We're late for a break. You're listening to ESPN 97.7, Terry Walter, Jamie Foxx. Hopefully I did that, and, and I just gave you what my heartfelt thoughts were on that. Uh, if I offended you, then get over it. If you agree with me, that's that's great too. But your thoughts, your text are welcome at 889-937-762. Uh, this segment brought to you by our friends at Spa Neville. Everybody likes Spa Neville. Treat your significant other or friend to a spa package. 318-807-1060. Spa Neville. Lemmy Lane in Monroe. Back in a minute. Brennan Collision Center is now open. This is Steve Brennan. Our new body shop is now open and ready to take care of your repair needs. Our manager, Cheryl Thornhill, is well known in the area, and her team of Marshall Doss, Paul Wills, Doc, Kevin Murray, and Joellen Simpson have decades of experience and a reputation second to none. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and our phone number is 251-4824. We'll get your car repaired quick and to your satisfaction. Give Cheryl a call. Brennan Collision Center, located next to Brennan Dodge on the service road in Ruston. The West Washtenaw Youth Sports Association registration opens on July 22nd and ends on August the 23rd. For football, soccer, and cheerleading, you can register online at wysassociation.websitesiplay.com or check the website for registration dates at the complex. Cost for football and soccer is $90 and cheerleading is $90 plus uniform. I want to tell you about my friends at North Monroe Animal Hospital. Specializing in all medical and surgical care for small animals and even providing a boarding service. My friend, Dr. David Weber and his staff are always my choice for my animals. It should be yours as well. Located conveniently at 4300 Sterlington Road, which is 165 North, you can reach out to them at 345-4545. That's 345-4545. Tell them you heard it here on ESPN 97.7, North Monroe Animal Clinic, the official animal care provider of Terry Waldrop and the Edge. Special Olympics of Northeast Louisiana provides athletic competition and year-round sport training for children and adults with intellectual disabilities. It gives them the opportunity to develop fitness, demonstrate courage, and experience the joy of competing. For more information, go to www.laso.org or call 1-800-345-6644. A home is your comfort, your shelter. It's a place where you grow and become. I always wanted that for us. A backyard to play in. A front porch to call ours. A home we could be proud of. Because of Washita Valley Federal Credit Union, we were able to have it. Washita Valley Federal Credit Union. Making good things happen. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's The Edge with Terry Waldrop on ESPN 97.7. And welcome back in ESPN 97.7. I hit a nerve here. I like that. A uh, couple things out there. This is my favorite one. You guys deprive us of Dan Levitard, then act just like him. Priceless. I don't think I've ever been called Dan Levitard before. I'm pretty offended by that. I guess it could be worse. It could be Stu Gotts. I don't know. No, I, I can't stand Levitar. He's way out there. Uh, Charlie said, NFL showing if you win. We don't care if you killed your mom or not. Yeah. Uh, Steve said, Flacco went to a Super Bowl, too, and he was a winning quarterback against you-know-who, Kaepernick. How did he and Alex Smith get along in San Francisco at the start of his career? Uh, Kaepernick made a choice. He's now paying the price. Only thing that makes him like everyone else, we all have to pay prices. And then, uh, let's see, Steve, uh, did you see the J.D. Power poll? Uh, people said if he is not signed by the owners, they committed a grave injustice, said one social media member. And then uh, race, Terry, please. He took a stand, then wore pig socks. He took a stand, wore a Castro T-shirt. He took a stand and then didn't vote. He took a stand on July 4th. He was celebrating in the homeland in Africa where they have serious human rights issues to this day. Race is not a reason. 75% of the NFL is African-American. Please, I, I don't disagree with any of that. I'm going to tell you how I think race is a factor in this. And, again, I'm sort of all over the map when it comes to my political ideals and things of that nature. Race is a factor in this context. The majority of people 
that buy tickets to the NFL. The majority of people that, that, that purchase tickets to go to the county fair, the majority of people that buy tickets to ride on an airplane are white. Why? Because there's more white people. <laughs> it's that simple. So if you look at the NFL demographics of who watches games, if there's more, like, for example, there's more people in New York that watch games than there are in uh, Alaska. Why? There's more people in New York. So I think a lot of people took exception with what Kaepernick did, myself included. I didn't like that. I can't stand Castro. I don't like the pig socks. Do I respect his right to do that? As an American, people have fought and died for that right to dissent or to have your First Amendment rights. Do I agree with it? That's a whole other issue. But, yeah, he did bring it upon himself when he took that stance. You know, the stuff he tweeted over Fourth of July. Um, you know, some of the stances, I absolutely agree with it. But I think for people to say that race is not, it is a factor in the sense that people that buy tickets that support the NFL would be, a lot of them would be upset for the fact that you're bringing Kaepernick in, and that affects the bottom line. Folks, it ain't black and white. The color that matters is green. And that's why, Terry, it's political and not racial. You're right. The majority of the people buying tickets are Caucasian or or white. But you know what they're also buying tickets for? To see African-American quarterbacks. Let's Let's just stick with the NFC South for a minute. Cam Newton in Carolina. Two of the four quarterbacks are black, right. are African-American, Cam and Jameis Winston. I don't care. Right. They're good. They're the best there are out there. That's why Jameis and Cam are there, and that's why the white folks are buying tickets to go watch them, because they're darn good. Um, so it's more political. Now, how does this work? Well, it, it, the sword cuts both ways. Do you remember when – uh, everybody got up in arms about Fox News or something like that, and they said boycott. Uh, all the lib- liberal folks said boycott Fox advertisers. That's the best way to bring down a network is boycott their advertisers or exert. Jesse Jackson was perfect at this. He's exerting political pressure to get what you want. If they're going to have voice that viewpoint, then we're going to put pressure on those advertisers to pull their advertising. Okay? Let's transition now to... Uh, Chick-fil-A, one of our favorite places. By the way, don't leave the cup here. Sean gets real ex- ex- exercised about that. That's why I leave him here all the time. I know. He's very upset about that. So, anyway, Chick-fil-A comes out, the owner, and says, hey, I just happen to believe that in traditional marriage, man versus woman, no big deal. That's just my stance. Oh, everybody went haywire, right? Oh, he's such a he's a homophobe. He's this, he's that. Guess what? Jerry Huckabee got on there and says, okay, folks, on this date, at this time, flood the Chick-fil-A's. And they did. And they did. I mean, even on a bad day, traffic's backed up to Thomas Road here. So it really didn't make a difference here because they, they sell millions every day. But that's how you do it. That's how, okay, you want to play that way? That's how we'll do it. So it's not, I don't care that Colin Kaepernick happens to be black. Do I think he's a good court? Yeah. Do I want him to find employment? Yeah, because I want him paying taxes just like I do. And everybody else. Do I want him employed? Yeah. Because if he's going to speak out, at least his he needs to be paying taxes. So somebody please employ this man. So anyway, that's what it is. It's it's not you can because you look at the NFL, there's do you even it doesn't even cross my mind anymore when a new coach is, is named. I mean you got Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh. You have you know I'll just just go down the list of look right. at this just this last year. Anthony Lynn, uh Vance Joseph in Denver, they're all African-American. So? But where Colin Kaepernick, it just so happened that a majority, that a number of the ticket-buying public did not think, did not agree with his stance, so they did just what the folks did with Chick-fil-A and all these other people. They said, I ain't buying a ticket if he's going to be on the team. Which is their right. Which is Now, whether he lands somewhere at that point, it has nothing to do with race. It has something to do with his political stance, and people disagreed with it. It's a free country. He had the right to do it. He did it. But those were the consequences so he faced. Let me ask you a question. And so be it. I, I don't disagree with that. Let me ask you a question. Okay. Let's just say that Drew Brees mm-hmm. came out with the same identical platform, mm-hmm. knelt for the anthem, uh, wore pig socks, 
said what he said about uh, you know going going back to uh, same identical situation. Drubers, how would that be received by the general public? Uh, if I'm a ticking by member of the New Orleans Saints, I'm not going to go watch him. Uh, someone else maybe feel differently. But you would lose a certain – I mean, as, as popular as Drew Brees is. And, and I'm just using him because he is extremely would, popular. You would. But that's one reason why he's popular is people people relate to him. Uh, the, and he does. He's a, he's a mom apple pie. That's just where we are right now. But it, this election proved it better than anything else. You still people still love this country with all its faults, and racism being one of them. Right? Does it still? Absolutely, it does. And I'm not in favor of it, and I hate it as much as anybody else. But Drew Brees, yes, I mean, if you if he's going to disrespect the flag, and he's going to if he carries on, I don't care who it is. Drew Brees, Terry Walter, Jamie Foxx, I'm not buying a ticket to watch it. And a lot of people just simply made that opinion known. And as a result, Colin Kaepernick has had some falling out. Do I, th- I don't think it's going to follow him forever. I think at some point somebody will pick him up if they need him. Uh, but, you know, at that point, what he's doing now is he, instead of just he's doubling down. You know, he's going to, why are we celebrating independence? I went back to, you notice Barbara Streisand and all those people, they're going to leave the country after the election? They're still here. They're still here. You know, by the way, George Clooney and the wife, guess what? They're coming back. Why? Because the Muslims are killing everybody in London. Well, I mean, excuse me, radical Islamic terrorist. I right. apologize. We have, but uh, that's that's a that's a faux pas on my part. It's not the Muslims. It's the radical Islamic terrorist. And George and wife don't feel safe anymore. Where do they feel safe? The old good old USA. Well, end of know, story. You know, we're talking about African American head coaches, and Chuck chimes in. And it's actually a great point. Formerly Grambling defensive coordinator is uh, the New York Jets head coach, uh, Todd Bowles. Yeah, Todd. Todd Bowles has done extremely, and, is, and deservedly so. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's. a I totally agree with that. I mean, we've got some tremendous – I mean, look at no, – we have no better example in our area than, than Coach Fobbs over at Grambling. What he has done there, what he inherited, and how he turned that thing around in a matter of two years is unstinking believable. Yep. So, I mean, kudos. Thank God he's in our area. I'm, I'm very – very proud that Coach Fobbs and Grambling are representing yeah, they, us. They, they've done well. And they do it with class now. But, you know, I, Jamie, I like topics like this, although being compared to Dan Lebitard, I, I, that hurt. That hurt. That blows me away. I don't know who would be more upset on that, Dan Lebitard that's, or me. That stung a little bit. I, I, I've never been compared to Lebitard. Dear God, i got to reevaluate my stances. <laughs> but, you know, I, I don't shy away from topics like this yeah. because – I think they need to be exposed. I mean, we have a very diverse listening audience. Sure. Uh, I like that. I think you got to talk about these things because that's what happens. Uh, <laughs> Jacob tells me, Puffy, you better uh, be happy that social justice warriors don't listen to the show. They go to the ends of the earth to get you fired. Oh, yes, they would. Uh, Big Red said the people shut down the Dixie Chicks over comments they made, and they're white as snowflakes. Very true. That's I, a, I'd forgotten about you that. Know, I, again, right, I, yeah. I think everybody – the exception that I have with, with any protest is disrespecting the military or that flag. You know, is America a perfect nation? No, nobody has ever been perfect. But I'll tell you this, America has done more good in the history of this world than any other nation out there. Although it does have its flaws, would you rather live anywhere else? Seriously? No, and that's why those people who spoke out again said they were going to leave the country and so forth. That's why they're Dude, staying Dude, I'll here. buy you a ticket. I'll, for, I'll help them move. Well, Michael Moore, yes, I'll come pack your bags. It's going to take a big truck. He's going to need two man. airline tickets. Yeah, but, I mean, still. Who's over into both seats. But, I, again, fat it, shaming. it's their right, but it's also our right to have an opinion. To have an opinion. Thank you. Good stuff today, Jamie. I like getting into stuff like that. I know it steps on people's toes. But if we can make you think, or if you can make me think, like yeah. my friends compare me to Levitards, I really got to go. I don't drink, but I'm thinking about starting after that one. Appreciate all of our texts today. A bunch of them I didn't get to. 888 Thanks, Steve. Terry, hey, you're mostly right, and you're always fair. I try to be. I give you an opinion. Right or wrong, it's no better or no worse than yours. But I try to have facts to back mine up. I love to engage in the debates. And uh, the diversity of callers and textures we have every day. Uh, you know, shows us hopefully we're doing uh, we're doing some good here. Thanks to our sponsors today, Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law, Spa Pie Works Gourmet Pizza by, by Design, 
G.B. Cooley, reminding you to support a worthwhile cause Louisiana Special Olympics. And our title sponsor, Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital, U.S. 165 North. and Monroe, 318-345-4545. For Jamie Foxx, for John Tabor, I am Terry Walter. You guys have a great weekend. We will see you Monday. Aloha. Thanks for listening to The Edge with Terry Waldrop. No matter what the topic, Terry will take it all. He's not scared, and you better not be either. We want to see you right back here every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. on ESPN 977 and ESPN977.com.